Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hey. Just want to say thank you to everyone who purchased a vampire hunting kit. Uh, They were literally flying off the shelves. They were not. We didn't sell any. Then why do I not have any in the house anymore? I can't explain that. I was actually handing them out to (laughs) trick-or-treaters yesterday. I'm sure we're on a list now at this point. Yeah, of people who make really effective vampire hunting kits to slay the undead. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the FBI's list or... It's on a good list. It's like a Facebook, moms of Facebook, who (laughs) we want to buy stuff from these guys list. Speaking of buying things from a list, um, we are actually starting a new company. Uh, We don't have a name for it yet, but we'll be offering um, really high quality seminars and conferences, uh, very reasonably priced at uh, $1,500 per meeting. Um, but once you get in, you'll learn all the secrets and all the trades of um, podcasting and hunting the undead. Wow, that sounds like a steal, actually. Yeah, and after you've attended three conferences, you can then buy your own vampire hunting kit, which you know I know we're out right now, but I promise I'll make more. Uh, and then you can start having your own conferences and make tons of money. <laughs> This is all just foreshadowing for today's topic. This is all off the top of the head. Um, no notes for this one because I'm just that passionate. It's like that <laughs> scene in a movie when it's like, <sighs> I prepared a speech for this, but you know what? <laughs> Throws the paper away. Here's how I really feel about things. I'm sold. I'm sold. You've got me sold. And that's how it all starts, friends. All right. Before we get into today's topic... We have some housekeeping items to go through. Housekeeping number one, because this entire intro was just completely thrown off by the scam that you are peddling. What? Uh, I'm Carol Ann. I'm Matt. (laughs) This is Boost and Confused. Speaking of confused, why are you trying to steal my thunder? Yeah. Uh, Welcome to episode 14. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It feels like only 14 weeks ago we were just starting this. Yeah, that sounds about right. I guess that would. Well, it's going to be a a long winter ahead of us, so we're going to have some good content coming out for you. So be sure to join us every Monday when we drop new episodes on your preferred platform of choice for podcasts. Winter is coming. (laughs) Brace yourselves. Other housekeeping items. So we are on all of your preferred podcast platforms. Um, If you like our podcast and you tune in every week, We would be so appreciative if you would like to leave us a review. It's the best way that you could support us. And the best part is that if you leave a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we will send you your very own Boozed and Confused stickers for free. For free. For free. Free to you. Uh, Included in that free mailing of stickers will also be an invitation to a very uh, VIP event 
where we'll talk about advancing our careers, slaying the undead techniques. We're, we're not doing this. No, no. The other, no, no. <laughs> the other housekeeping items that we have is we are on all of your favorite social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if social media isn't really your jam and you want to send us a note somewhere else, uh, you can send us an email at boostedandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. You can send a raven as well. They'll know where to go. They always do know where to go. <laughs> all right. What are we drinking today? This is some high-quality Aldi beer. Uh, it's a Kinru Blue. Um, it is reminiscent of a Blue Moon, um, but I don't know. There's just something about, like, there's more lemon or coriander or something. It's a little spicier, not, like, hot, hot spicy, but it's got a little more of that fall taste that you're looking for. So what would you rate it for an Aldi beer? Considering this is, like, probably the only beer I've ever had from Aldi, I'd give it a solid... 7.3. Nice. I don't think that's too bad. No, it's Aldi, so it's that's just fine. So for those who have not read the topic before pressing play or read any of the show notes before pressing play for today, what are we talking about? We are diving into the murky world of multi-level marketing, but I guess really just kind of like one. What's the one? Uh, Nixium. Nexium? Nexium. Nexium. It's a stupid spelling, N-X-I-V-M. Very hip, very hipster of them. When I think of multi-level marketing, I end up thinking about like knives or like makeup, nutrition supplements, uh, yoga pants. I sold candles for a while. That company is actually now out of business, which is a shame because they were great candles, but yeah, definitely but a scam. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do to be able to sell them is really more than they're worth. You know, I actually came really, really close to joining one of those multi-level marketing groups when I was looking for jobs um, in the off time between college semesters. Um, I had to have applied to like a dozen different gigs, uh, things at the mall mostly. None of those actually came up. Turns out I'm really crap at sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have money for this? You know what? That's okay. Have a great day. Let me just toss this in your bag for you. Have a great oh day. God. Excuse me, sir. You are fired. One of the gigs I applied to was Cutco. Um, if anyone has ever heard of Cutco, it is a knife selling business, I guess. Um, they had to have had like 30 people also applying at the same time I did. I had come in to the office. It was just a little like pop-up place, really, really generic, everything. Um, the whole process took about three hours. And of those three hours, I was probably waiting for about two of them. Um, all these suits came in and they were talking about the tons of money they make, the teams they built being of their friends and family and how great it was. Uh, they had all these like really fancy rings and jewelry. Um, like as a prize for being really good at selling knives. And they said in the end, it's all about building your own team, like getting your family involved, getting your friends involved. And all these spiels came through. And there was even one lady who came in just being like, guys, seriously, just sign up, just join. You, you need to join. If you don't join, you're stupid. And I was like, oh, this is, 
These guys drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, and this is just like a knife-selling business. Um, this is the way. The way of the blade. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so after all the spiels, I waited in the waiting room, and there were all these people ahead of me just getting picked, called in, called in. I was like, maybe I didn't impress them. I don't even think I said anything about myself. And so I was like the very last one called in. And this guy was like, we saved the best for last. That's Ew. you. Ew, that's so creepy. He's like, you're in college, right? You seem intelligent and resourceful. And I was kind of like, you have no idea. We can see you growing a huge team, and we'd love to have to offer you a job. You can come in whenever you want, make lots of phone calls, maybe buy a few knife sets, and then go door-to-door, get some easy sales. I was getting some, like, weird vibes from the guy. Like, I hate making phone calls, like every millennial does. Uh, and I also can't imagine going door-to-door being like, Hey, stranger, do you want to buy a knife? Look how sharp these knives are. I can cut pennies with the scissors. Please buy this. My boss is really pressuring me. He keeps calling me, asking how my sales are going, and I haven't sold anything. Please, I need to pay for college. (laughs) Long story short, I got the job, and I sat on it for a few days, and I called back, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to Italy, and um, I can't. He goes, oh, cool, no problem, man. Go to Italy, come back, call again. You have the job waiting for you. I never went to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I never went to Italy. Um, I dodged the bullet, I think, on that one. Uh, but Cutco comes nowhere close to our main topic, uh, which is the multi-level marketing company known as Nexium. So this group has been in the news a lot lately due to the leader of the group, Keith Rainieri, being sentenced to a, an astounding 120 years in prison. Not to go in by himself, the heiress of Seagram, Claire Bronfman, was also sentenced to six years in prison. Uh, And actually, one of my favorite actresses, well, I wouldn't say she's my favorite, but she was on a show that I loved, uh, Smallville. Her name is Allison Mack. um, Is also in some really hot water. Uh, In the court hearings and whatnot, she admitted to racketeering charges, and she is actually awaiting sentencing. So I know... Multi-level marketing in its purest nature is skeevy and slimy, but what on earth happened with Nexium to lead to such heavy prison sentences for their leaders and their bigwigs? Let's get to the quick and dirty facts. After a word from our sponsors. We have sponsors now? No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> Here's some Nexium facts. Here's some quick <laughs> Here's some quick <laughs> facts on Nexium. Um, actually, the website is understandably defunct. I actually had to go through an archive of it to find any info on them from the um, was it from the horse's mouth? They say. Sure. What? It's like <laughs> taking a sh- uh, a fish, puts it in a barrel, and shoot it. What? So Nexium is a self-proclaimed American multi-level marketing company based in Clifton, New York which offers personal and professional development through its Executive Success Programs, a.k.a. ESP, of large group awareness training. 
mission statement reads, Nexium is a company whose mission is to raise human awareness, foster an ethical humanitarian civilization, and celebrate what it means to be human. Oh, that's so nice. However, <laughs> Nexium has been described as a pyramid scheme, a sex trafficking operation, a cult, and a sex cult. Under the Nexium brand, there are actually a number of specific companies that focus on specific categories. Uh, I'm going to read off some of them. Not all of them actually have any content. Like I said, the site was taken down and the the archive is just kind of like what's left. So it kind of looks like someone began a company and just kind of like forgot about it. Some of the categories are arts, entertainment, and the human expression. That's actually a blank one. I have no idea. Probably dancing and stuff, interpretive dance. They offer classes in child development and education. Uh, and in this group, they claim to focus on cultural, linguistic, emotional, physical, and problem-solving potential. They developed what they called the Rainbow Cultural Rainbow. And they actually had, uh, quote-unquote, classrooms in North America, Mexico, Spain, and I think like Guadalajara or something. I don't know. They had gender studies. They had one for men and for women. The woman's one was called Jeunesse. I'm going to say Jeunesse. It's spelled J-N-E-S-S. It is an international movement. It's sought to foster the freedom to discover and celebrate women's true nature as women, and in doing so, create a female bond transculturally. Wow. Doesn't that sound nice? What about the guys? Well, for the guys, there is the Society of Protectors. This organization claimed to help men to become more powerful and influential members of society by giving them the tools and the network of honorable men for support. Wait, so it doesn't even... Giving them tools, I guess maybe that's one thing. But it sounds like it relies so much on relying on other people within your network to actually support you. That's how it works. So you're paying for friends in high places. I don't see a problem with that. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Not only this, uh, this group, the protectors, is not only curriculum, of course, of course. It involved pr uh, practical tests to strengthen men with respect to readiness, responsiveness, character, honor, strategic thinking, and leadership. The Executive Success Program was a company that was all about empowering people to make better decisions so they can create richer, more joyful, and more meaningful lives. ESP provided coaching, executive training, as well as personal and professional development programs that employs Mr. Ranieri's revolutionary methodology, Rational Inquiry. That's trademarked, by the way. Rational Inquiry. To go into that a bit, that is the science and technology section. Rational Inquiry is a unique patent-pending technology and body of knowledge designed to enhance human, human performance in virtually every field of human endeavor. <laughs> it is based on the belief the more consistent an individual's beliefs and behavior patterns are, the more successful a person will be, and the greater his or her capacity for joy. Rational Inquiry, trademark, has various applications focusing on creating consistency in all areas. These are, these are things. 
These are ideas, right? We got a whole bunch more, though. Uh, they talked about humanitarian and nonviolence movements as well. These were described as private, not-for-profit promoting humanity and ethics with the ultimate goal of moving humankind towards a more noble civilization. The Ethical Humanitarian Foundation works in concert with several organizations, programs, and endeavors sharing its values and mission. I think one of the most disturbing parts of this website, if I'm going to be honest, is the lack of Oxford comma in any of their descriptions for uh, anything. I don't know it's when painful. to pause. I don't know when to pause. Look, it's a very important thing. The Oxford comma means something. It means a lot. It means so much. It means everything, actually. Our our picture for uh, our Instagram should be like a reference to the Oxford comma. We're not talking about sex cults. We're talking about the Oxford <laughs> comma now. Surprise. New content on the dot. No notes. Let's go. No, I'm kidding. No, but to actually uh, pull together some legitimacy, um, they actually claim that His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, actually came to speak at a at the World Ethical Foundations Consortium back in uh, May of 2009 in New York. But you know what these actually dive into? I'm I'm not so sure. Uh, the Nexium website, like I said, is defunct, and I only found like the archive version. It was scrubbed pretty much of any content. There were a few quotes in there. It was very nice. It was like it was like someone in high school made a website for their class and picked these really cool pictures and stuff. It was it was wonderful. Uh, but what I do see on the website is a whole bunch of fluff. You know, big old words, you know, things that sound great. But I got to say, like, all these things, they sound kind of vaguely the same. Like, I spoke, and I read words, and I read things with my brain, but I'm not actually sure what they're talking about. Yeah, no, me neither. And I don't know if an Oxford comma would really help any of that. You know, just, like understanding that this is a sentence and this is a list we have many of them this one is ours uh-huh uh-huh these are words uh another thing uh, the copywriting phrases and making these really wonderful sounding program names uh just driving home today we listened to an episode of this really small podcast <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stuff they don't want you to know um, where the gang was talking to ex-Scientologist Mike Rinder, uh, where he dove into the wild world of Scientology. For the record, it's a huge podcast. It's, it's my favorite. It's part of the iHeartMedia. iHeartRadio? Yeah, whatever. Uh, podcast network. And they're fantastic. They're so good. Very knowledgeable. Great interviewers. Highly recommend checking out stuff they don't want you to know. Not that they need our plug. No, not we that they like need our plug. We have like 500 <laughs> listens. Um, but if you do like our content, you'll probably like theirs too. So They're a, a huge inspiration. We would totally dig to be on their show. Please... <laughs> Give us our chance. Let us let us perform for you. Let us perform for you. <laughs> yeah, we can show them one of our episodes. I don't have that cool voice though. Yeah, no. Noel has. They have really good oh, podcast voices. Their voices. Mm. 
you right. can't you can't train voices. I mean, I guess you can. You totally can. I'm totally untrained though. I, I'm a slob. But you know something that cults do. <laughs> Back to cults. Something that cults do is they put these big names and phrases behind like paywalls uh, and uh, super special once in a lifetime events that make you feel like you're really getting some bang for your buck. Um, I don't think Cutco had any of those, but I'm not ruling some really weird knife cult stuff out with those guys. Please don't sue us, Cutco. Let's let's dive into the wild world of Nexium. Uh, the self-improvement group with a disturbing side of sex trafficking cult. Uh, here we go. We are going to dive into the founding of Nexium a little bit. So to do that, we are kicking it back to 1998. I remember those years. I also remember those years. 1998. So Rainieri, who we've chatted about a little bit already, and then Nancy Salzman founded Nexium in 98, and they called it a personal development company, and it offered those executive success programs, those ESPs that you have heard about, and a range of techniques for self-improvement. Rainieri claimed that the program's main emphasis is to have people experience more joy in their lives. Oh, we can always use some more of that. That's so nice. Oh, so during these seminars that they would have, students, which is like the attendees, were expected to call Rainieri and Salzman Vanguard and Prefect, which is just super weird and like almost a little Harry Potter sounding. Can you please call me Thunderspear? No, <laughs> I'm never going to call you that. I'll call you Lightning Rod. I don't want to. No. Thunderspear and Lightning Rod. Why would I ever want Lightning Rod? Because you conduct all the attention. Lightning Rod. I don't want that. I'll find a new name for you. Okay, great. So uh, fast forward a little bit to 2003. At this point, over 3,700 people had taken these ESP classes, which included some pretty notable names, to be honest. So uh, businesswoman Sheila Johnson, former Surgeon General Antonia Novello, Enron executive Stephen Cooper and Anna Christina Fox, daughter of former Mexican president Vicente Fox. And other participants were reported to include Richard Branson, which Richard is a Branson. Pretty, pretty big name. He denies ever taking these classes. Um, uh-huh. Wink, wink, Richard. Classic <laughs> Richard Branson. Edgar Bronfen Sr. And actresses Linda Evans, Grace Park, and Nikki Klein. Fun fact, that's not really so much of a fun fact, is if you're a Battlestar Galactica fan, Grace Park plays Boomer in BSG, and Nikki Klein plays Callie in BSG. And in this research, we found out that Nikki Klein was married to Allison Mack for, like, years, a while, long while. Years. And Nexium is actually the reason that Nikki Klein left Battlestar Galactica, because she left to become a full-time Nexium member. Spoilers, three, two, one. Skip ahead about 15 seconds if you are still here. I th- I think this has got to explain why her character went off the frickin' rails. Yeah, I can imagine. Up to the part where things happened. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. And as already mentioned, the Seagram heiresses Claire and Sarah Bronfman, daughters of Edgar, uh, became attached to the organization. Mm-mm. 
So let's get into some of the kind of fucked up parts of this cult. And I will just put the warning here. I know there's a warning at the beginning of the show that talks about some adult topics. Um, Some of the stuff that we're going to talk about after this point is pretty screwed up and involves uh, maybe some detailed notes around sex trafficking and and sexual abuse. So if that's not your jam, thanks for joining uh, so far today. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. The first disturbing detail that we're going to get into is around Allison Mack. So going back to good old Smallville actress. Somebody save me. So Allison Mack was in a secret sect of the organization called a Master Slave Sex Ring by prosecutors and which allegedly branded women. With like an actual like iron brand? Yeah, we're going to get into that. Oh, no. All right, I hope everybody has buckled up for the remainder of this episode because this is disturbing, to say the least. Buckle up, buckaroo. Rainieri, who we already determined goes by the codename Vanguard, creates this sorority with an axiom called DOS, D-O-S, and it's an acronym for a Latin phrase meaning Lord or Master of the Obedient Female Companions. That's really empowering, isn't it? So empowering. And the DOS had female slaves owned by masters, according to these court filings. And Allison Mack was second in command of the group following Rainieri. There's this pretty infamous 2018 New York Times Magazine article that puts a lot of intimate details behind this sect of the group, if you will. And it goes into detail about this process of initiation that the female members go through. And as part of it, they were allegedly branded near their pelvic bone with Rainieri and Max initials. And surgical masks were reportedly distributed to help with the scent of burning flesh. I was just going to say, how forward thinking of them. Yeah. <laughs> Wear yeah. a mask, everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible, though. And uh, New York Times also goes into detail and says that an estimated 150 women joined DOS. And during Rainieri's trial, his lawyers called the DOS strong medicine that was not for everyone, but that it was helpful to certain people. So last year, in 2019, Allison Mack pleads guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy charges related to Nexium. And as part of her guilty plea, she admitted to state law, extortion, and forced labor. The U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York puts out this statement and says that Mack definitely recruited for Nexium. Quote, Miss Mack was one of the top members of a highly organized scheme, which was designed to provide sex to Rainieri. Under the guise of female empowerment, she starved women until they fit her co-defendant sexual feminine ideal. So constructive. Yeah, we're just really making strides as women. We're just really trying to support strong women with jeunesse. Let's foster some some real freedom here. Mm -hmm. Discover and celebrate women's true nature. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's disgusting. But wait, there's more. Stop. So another uh, detail that I'll go into more detail about. 
One member claimed Mac told her that having sex with Rainieri would get rid of her sexual abuse trauma. I need to put on my seatbelt. I didn't buckle up. (laughs) I didn't buckle up. I said buckle up, but I didn't. A 29-year-old Nexia member identified only as Jay during testimony at the uh, Rainieri trial in Brooklyn said she joined the organization under the guise that it was a women's empowerment group. And Jay said Mac told her that she needed to seduce and have sex with Rainieri to, quote, help you get rid of all your sexual abuse trauma, end quote. And then she was to let him take a nude photo of her. And Jay, who said that she had been sexually abused by her uncle when she was 12, was upset that Mac tried to use her trauma against her. Because, yeah, I think anybody with that kind of history who's having it used against them in that sort of way uh, has every right to be angry. And then you got to think that that photo would be kind of held because you like you know how cults are. They've always got Mm -hmm. something on you. Yep. That would be used as leverage against her from making any kind of statement. You blow us up. We're going to blow you up. Yep. And so uh, Jay goes on to say that it was at that point she realized that she needed to get out of Nexium, basically. A little late, but at least something gave her that, like, this is a red flag. Yeah, big red flag. I think the whole, hey, you got to bang our yeah. cult leader. <laughs> yeah. Fix everything. Yeah. It'll fix everything. No, nah, that, that's a huge red flag for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of red flags. Oh, I love red flags. So this third disturbing detail we're going to get into. Rainieri allegedly groomed a 15-year-old girl who went on to become his first slave. Rainieri faced various charges related to his involvement with Nexium, including conspiracy involving acts of child sexual exploitation and possession of child pornography, which I feel like is not shocking after you kind of dive into everything here, and it's, it, it's not out of the realm of, of things that I would expect. And federal prosecutors claim to have evidence that Rainieri engaged in a sexual relationship with a 15-year-old girl who went on to become his first slave. She allegedly sent images to him constituting child pornography. Um, I also feel like Rainieri has probably never watched a single episode of Law & Order Special Victims Unit because this is, like, pretty easy example of, like, hey, you might be a fucking creep. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Next is... That the female sex slaves allegedly arranged themselves naked in front of Rainieri while he lectured them. According to one senior member, Laura Salzman, at the start of Nexium meetings, the woman described as slaves offered a tribute to Rainieri. During her testimony at Rainieri's trial, she reportedly said they stripped naked and sat on the floor in front of him while he spoke to them about philosophy. You know what? I think there is actually a Law and Order Special Victims episode about this that I probably just watched two weeks ago during my binge. I'm not kidding. There's this guy in the episode. There's this guy who is seen as this like profound philosophy teacher. And oh, my God, this is totally it. I'm going to Google it after this episode. But this is this is definitely a Law and Order episode. Dick Wolf, you've done it again. Yeah, just like ripping off the heinous crimes of real life and then changing some of the names around. 
But what if in some like alternate world, stories that Dick Wolf wrote become criminal facts, criminal acts? Wow. That's, yeah, that could be something. Dun dun. <laughs> so getting back to Rainieri, if he couldn't make a meeting, they took a group photo and sent it to him. This is like what? Oh, hey, professor, you could come to class and legally we're allowed to leave after 15 minutes. Uh, but here's a picture that we were here. Yeah. But your name. I signed. Yeah, I signed my name on the chalkboard so you can see that I was here. God. Mm. Yeah. And so Rainieri's lawyers argued that people who uh, claim that they were coerced by Nexium were making adult choices. Yeah, I don't know. That's part of female empowerment. Yeah. You're making adult choices. You know what you were doing. Yeah. Empower so this. This this doesn't sound like a very adult choice. Uh, one member was kept isolated in a bedroom for two years. She claims that Rainieri had sex with her and both of her sisters and asked them all to get abortions. I have nothing clever to say about this besides this guy is a real piece of human trash. Yeah, the epitome of just an absolute piece of shit. Carry on. I have my seatbelt on now. Carry on. Oh, I hope so. Quote, I knowingly and intentionally harbored Jane Doe 4, a woman whose identity is known to me, in a room in the house in the northern district of New York. Laura Salzman told a judge, according to court transcripts attained by the New York Post, which the Post is a questionable source, but that's fine. So the woman was reportedly kept in the home from March 2010 until April 2012, and Salzman threatened to deport her back to Mexico if she did not complete labor requested by her and others. So basically, modern slave labor. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and on April 2nd, 2019, she pleaded guilty to one count of racketeering conspiracy, and the woman, identified only as Daniela, testified in the trial against Rainieri that he groomed her while she was still underage, and they had sex shortly after her 18th birthday. God, this guy is just such a piece of shit. The 120 years is making more and more sense. Yes, yeah. Every single thing you say. I want him to be there for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wait. So Daniela claims that Rainieri also had sex with both of her sisters, and all three sisters reportedly got pregnant at separate times and had abortions at the suggestion of Rainieri. And when Daniela told Rainieri she was interested in another man, he assigned Salzman to help her learn from her mistakes in solitary confinement. And another quote from Lauren Of all the things that I did in this case and all the crimes I committed to, this was the worst thing I did. What can I say? I kept her in a room for two years and I didn't go visit her. And when I did, I wasn't even kind. I feel like this next one is very common, maybe, for cults and something that's a little more cult normal than having, like, sex slaves. As if being in a cult is normal. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if there's, like, a a level of normalcy for cults. I feel like this one is on the side of being less fucked up than the other ones. So Nexium leaders kept tabs on members by monitoring their usernames and passwords. Oh yeah. That sounds a little bit more normal. Yeah. Yeah. I would would say so. I don't even know my own passwords anymore. (laughs) Google's got everything. 
every time I get signed out of one of my like social media accounts and it's like, oh, you got to sign back in. And then I try a password and it's like, oh, you changed your password a year ago. There's always a minute of panic because I, I don't remember. I'm like, what was I going through a year ago to change my password? Uh, so Nancy Salzman was Nexium's co-founder and the first person in connection to the group to plead guilty. In court on March 13th, she confessed to a single charge of racketeering conspiracy. She admitted to hacking the emails of members suspected to be moles. Interesting. And the former psychiatric nurse was known as Prefect in the group. So getting back to that Vanguard and Prefect nickname. If you're running a legitimate business built around helping people, you shouldn't worry about a mole. Um... Like, you've got to know that you're up to some pretty nefarious stuff if you are looking for a mole. I mean, they just want to destroy all the great things we've worked so hard to build. We're just trying to help people. They're just jealous. Pay for our services. I have to imagine that that's what they were probably thinking. So, Nancy confessed to having others destroy videotapes, memorializing Rainier's teaching. And, quote, I want you to know that I am pleading guilty because I am, in fact, guilty. I accept that some of the things I did were not just wrong, but sometimes criminal. I still believe that some of what we did was good. And for my last disturbing fact from this. An heiress to the Seagram Fortune harbored an undocumented immigrant for financial gain and stole a dead woman's financial information. I'm not even I'm not even surprised now. So Seagram heiress Claire Bronfman, a loyal Nexium follower since the early two thousands, used her wealth to bankroll the group's activities and acted as its legal enforcer. And in April twenty nineteen she pleaded guilty to conspiring to conceal and harbor an undocumented immigrant for financial gain and fraudulent use of identification. And prosecutor said that Bronfman recruited a woman from Mexico to work for a fitness Nexium affiliated company, submitting documents purporting to hire her as a management consultant with a salary of $3,600 per month in order to secure a work visa for her. And in reality, Bronfman paid the woman $4,000 over the course of more than a year. Jesus Christ. You're the heiress to a major liquor company. You know what? Seagram's actually sucks in the first place. <laughs> All right. I remember we had that sign on the wall. I'm glad it broke. We yeah we we bought a sign at a secondhand like it was like a uh, consignment mm-hmm. consignment consignment a consignment store. store. I mm-hmm. thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Thankfully, I hung it up really crappily, and we were on the couch, passed out, fell on asleep, and it just fell to the floor. And you know what? I'm glad it did. Yes. Yes. So, in response to the woman's request to be paid a living wage, uh, prosecutors say Bronfman told the woman that she would have to earn her visa by doing additional uncompensated work. These people are human fucking trash. Actually. That's disgusting. So, Bronfman admits to these crimes and, with her plea agreement, forfeits $6 million, which is probably nothing to her. And... Because she took this plea deal, it means that she avoids having to go to trial with Rainieri. And she says, I'm truly remorseful. I'm sure she's not. Oh, you are. Oh, did you get caught? (laughs) Did you get caught abusing people? 
I endeavored to do good in the world and help people. However, I have made mistakes. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I think holding an undocumented woman uh, against her will and holding her visa against her is, uh, you know, a little bit more than a mistake. I'm really sorry I got caught. God. Anyway, so... Uh, Quote, defendant Bronfman twisted our immigration system to serve a reprehensible agenda and engaged in flagrant fraud to the detriment of her victims and in service of a corrupt endeavor. With today's sentence, she has been held accountable for her crimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that, that was enough. No, not even close. Prosecutors also say that she used the credit card of a dead woman to keep money and assets out of Rainieri's name to evade paying income tax and his creditors or their judgments against him. What's with people who have tons of money not trying to pay income tax? Well, that's why they have tons of fucking money, because they don't pay income tax, Matt. (laughs) Or they do, and everything is in offshore accounts. And they maybe pay, I don't know, a few thousand I have an account. I have I have like two bank accounts, but they're both like down the street. There's yeah. no shores. I wouldn't even know how to open up an account in like Switzerland. How do I do I just call a Switzerland <laughs> bank? <laughs> Hello, Switzerland. It's me, your boy. I I don't even know what like why would you want to have a bank near the water? Wouldn't all the water get wet? Wouldn't the water get wet? Shoots. The money. Wouldn't the money get wet? Or are all your assets um, invested in stock market stuff? I don't know anything about money. I'm an English teacher. This is I not make, a financial podcast. I make like seven. <laughs> actually, I pay like seven dollars a week to work where I work. <laughs> Stop it. How do we have a house? Oh, because I, I have offshore accounts. Again, I don't know why you'd put a bank near the water. That's oh god. And look, the IRS is probably listening to this podcast right now, and we would be the chumps to get audited because, again, they don't go after people with actual money. It's too hard to look at their bank accounts. Oh, you have like $500? <laughs> Let me get some of that. Our account, they'd be like, wow, you guys buy Culver's a lot. Like, are you guys okay? I mean, if Culver's wants to sponsor us, <laughs> we're there pretty much once, once and a half. One and a half times a week, we're at Culver's. Yeah. That sounds about right. For those little surprises like getting a four-piece chicken tender, but she gets six instead of just four. I could have cried of happiness. And then so. I always eat your leftovers. Yeah. So those are the more disturbing details of everything that's kind of come out um, over the last year or so about Nexium, And there's a lot to be uncovered about this group. I obviously did not cover everything. Um I think of it something that's of interest to you. There's definitely information widely available. There's tons of documentaries. There's podcasts that have entire seasons that cover this. Um, so we're just really scratching the surface with how truly fucked up this group is. But if it does interest you, there are other resources that are available. Personally, I'm done with this topic. <laughs> yeah, I think we can totally have a part two to this in like a year and a half after yeah. I've recovered from this. Yeah, I want to go back to the cults of um, people who just have like a foot fetish. Right, you the know? foot fetish guy yeah. from Japan. He was weird, but at least it's just a foot fetish. The racists who are prepping for doomsday. Right. 
They're almost wholesome. You know what? No, they left the dog. They left the dog to die. So, no, they don't get a pass either. Well, no, they said that they would have killed the dog before leaving, which is even less of a pass. Even less of a pass now. So, anyways, I didn't enjoy today's topic really at all. Thanks. I hated it. Yeah, thanks. I hated almost every second of this. Uh, I hope that it was maybe somewhat educational uh, for people if you're interested in this topic. Uh, I think it's safe to say we probably won't do a part two on this. No, I'm, I'm going to leave this one in the dirt where it belongs, along with these people who also belong in the dirt. Yeah. Not like dead, though. Like stay in jail forever. Go to jail. Stay there forever. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> um, shoot. I had something cool to say. Probably wasn't cool. Wasn't insightful. Let's just move on. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week then i I guess so oh this is what i was going to say if if there's a group that says that they can solve all of your problems by you going to some meetings or something i I probably wouldn't go yeah that sounds like cutco (laughs) back to cutco (laughs) those knives could cut anything i mean the candles that i sold it was Gold Canyon Candle Company, and they abruptly went out of business like a few months ago. They were some of the best quality candles, but definitely a scam. I used it for beer money and book money when I was in college, and I basically only sold products to my mom's friends. Which is what they rely on. We've all been yeah. to one of those makeup parties. I've been to a makeup party. <laughs> You've been to an Avon I, or a Mary Kay party? I was at an, was it Airbon? Yes. I had one that claimed to take away the circles under your eyes. Look at me right now. That didn't work. I still have the product. I was, I think I was born with like dark bags under my eyes. I don't think I've ever gotten enough sleep in my life. Speaking of sleep, are you tired of not getting a, a good night's sleep? What are tired you of the vampires haunting bed? you in your house? Well, um, we have good news. Um, we are running an e-seminar. Uh, every Saturday from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, please sign in via Zoom. We'll send you the Zoom link. Uh, it's for the nominal fee of $1,500. Uh, to earn your ability to host your own events, you must attend three. Uh, so we hope to see you on the Zoom call. There is no Zoom call. There's no seminar. I'm not scamming people. I can't do this. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah, because of the vampires. I'm too... No. I'm trying to solve the problem. I have all the answers. (laughs) Don't join cults. Join my group. Totally not a cult. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a huge difference. Yeah. You you must call me Senpai. I'm I'm out. I'm already out. That's That's my new code name. Great. All right. Well... Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope you found some insight, uh, though probably disturbing, uh, from this week's topic. And if you enjoyed today's topic, if you enjoyed, well, maybe not enjoyed today's topic, if you survived, found it interesting, if you've made it this far and you listen to our podcast regularly and you want to support us, The best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review, and we are so very grateful. It is honestly the best way that you could support any podcast that you listen to, so maybe keep that 
in mind if you have other podcasts that you listen to. I'm sure they would love a review from you. And um, again, we're on all of your favorite social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if social media is not your jam, uh, I think everybody should probably step away from social media in the next coming week. But uh, we can be reached at boostandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. Sounds good to me. Great. All right. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I feel like I need to go stress eat a bowl of ice cream after this. I'm taking a shower and <laughs> with my clothes on. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, even though we don't actually see anybody, but you get what we're saying. You'll see us at the seminar. Ooh, yeah, we're back to that. Okay. <laughs> um, send us an email to vampire.hunters at boozed slash confused at hotmail.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> we also take Western Union. Uh, you can also wire us money through um, AIM, AOL Online AIM. I don't think that's around anymore. My is username is cinnamonbuns433. Oh, boy. All right, well. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. We shall. Okay, bye. Oh, goodbye.